Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 113. It's so hard saying 113, but recorded live on Wednesday, August 5th, 2009. And here are your hosts, man who already got his phone call, Dave Pillay. Hey! The man who is waiting for his phone call, Andy Lowe, hi. And the man who doesn't care if his phone rings, our guest this week, Grum. G'day, all. You just had to do that, didn't you? Yeah, of course. Everybody else down there just says hi, but... No. No. Kuzo said good day. He did? Yeah. Kuzo always says good (laughs) day. I'm just uh, following in his footsteps. (laughs) And, wow, those footsteps are quite impressive. They are enormous. The man is a giant. Oh, yes. Yeah, he actually is tall, but then if you see him next to Big Red, then it's just like, he's not that big. (laughs) Well, it's because Big Red is huge. Yeah. If you see Big Red next to Scott Kurtz, then that's a Scott Kurtz. Yeah. Okay. I, I know who Scott Kurtz is. Okay. Just... I've absolutely no idea. So I'm just smiling and nodding at the moment, which is really not very smart, Effective. especially when I'm on an audio <laughs> podcast. That's why you just go, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, for for those of you wondering about Andy's introduction, the phone call is that today is the day when the Omegathon calls go out. Hey! And according to last year, they came out right around 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So... <laughs> Our phones are on. Yeah. So if you hear something on the podcast that sounds like a ringing phone in my phone or mine doesn't well, need have you been yet. checking if your phone is working like have you been calling yourself every five minutes just in case I, no because then you could be signing up the line yeah Ooh. so i know my phone messages. <laughs> my phone works if it's sitting on my computer it's got three bars it's, it was fully charged last night so and it's even you like angled so the screen will light up if anybody calls me, granted, probably my wiring on this headset's probably not shielded enough, so you'll probably hear the wonderful GSM noise. The durka durka durka. Yeah, the fun times. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of have to apologize for that if, if it sounds like Morse code coming through the line. It's my phone, but I really don't want to have it off right now because the call could be coming. <laughs> you could That's be right. one of the 20, Andy. It's like you're waiting for your, your child to be born. Yeah. <laughs> Except you're... you have a little better idea about that. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, speaking of Twitter, damn it, Dave, you twitted three minutes before me. Of course. <sighs> Drum actually already responded, or just tweeted himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- should we uh, talk about things? Yeah, I think that's what we do in this podcast. After some rambling, but not much. No, no well, I, I listened to last week's episode, so I'm actually quite surprised that you two are quite uh, alert at the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not bring up last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, well, for the people at home, I would like to uh, make you aware that I have been drinking tonight. I've uh, recently consumed six pints of Australian beer, which to the rest of you is about, what, 50 pints of American beer. So I'm a bit um, uh, lightheaded, if you will. Six pints and you're only lightheaded? Yeah. Well, you know, this is Australia. We're tough here. That's we right. wrestle crocodiles and stingrays. Oh. Wrestling a stingray. Now, that would be interesting. Dave, the mm. crocodile hunter and the stingray. Yeah, I, I know. What, too early? Too soon? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. Is it over a year too soon? Yeah, it wasn't Has soon it enough. A year? I think so. I mean, I remember people making jokes about it the day of. <laughs> so this really can't be called too soon. September 4th, 2006. He died on my birthday. Um, was that a Monday? Uh, but yeah, according to ESPN, they, he died on a, the Monday of September 4th, back in 2006. So yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely not too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> All right. So, topics. <laughs> oh. I was very lazy in posting topics this week. I apologize. <laughs> I think Andy posted every single one of these. Uh, no, you have, you have one of them. I do? Which I one? Think. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I got one. Which At one? least one. Google. Ah, yes. So the I never even realized this. The Google CEO was on Apple's board of trustees. Yeah. Yes, um, Schmidt, Eric he Schmidt. was on the board. Yeah, and he resigned. Why? He has stepped down. Well, you know, that's, that's the big, ooh, what happened? Why did he do this? And I got three different theories for you. All right. Number one is that he looked at what Google was doing and what Apple was doing and said, you know, we're, we're overlapping too much. So I'm going to, I've had enough of this. I'm going to step down. Option two is very similar. Apple looked at what Google was doing and what Apple was doing and said, you pack your bags. You're competing with us in too many things. Get out of here. Option three, which is my favorite one and also the least likely, is that the Apple, uh, rather the Google lawyers looked at what was going on, and told him, look, we're going to sue the crap out of Apple. Get off their board. Yeah, well, it was about time that he, um, he left. It was, it was too much of a conflict of interest. I mean, if you have a look at Google now, they're just not an advertising agency. They're moving into operating systems. They've got a mobile device out there that's competing against the iPhone. Um, Schmidt should have left a long time ago, but I'm surprised that it's, on, it's only just happened. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are saying. But again... They ne- they didn't say uh, any of the the conditions of him stepping down, so wow. everyone's all in a tizzy. I didn't even realize this now until now, but then now if you think about it, like there is a lot of com- competition now between Google and yeah. Apple. The official reason is that he had to recuse himself from so many meetings because they're doing the same thing. Hmm. Man, the world of business is a crazy place. It is yep. crazy. I mean, if you think about it, what meetings could he have been in? He couldn't uh, sit in for any of the uh, the Android ones or uh, any of the operating system ones. Uh, they they would have just put him onto the uh, Apple TV. There you go. There's Apple a meeting. TV, that iTunes. Been, uh, yeah. Oh no, no. Apple TV would oh. be uh, conflicting with Yahoo, not Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Um, Which is a yeah. Product. That's right. So you're stuck with iTunes then? It's no, I think I think Google actually sells music in China. Really? Yeah, I think Google.cn actually does have a marketplace out there to compete against uh, the other pirating uh, marketplaces that they've got. Hmm. You're kidding me! <laughs> wow. Hey, a dollar's a dollar, or a yuan is a yuan. What have they got over there in China? I don't know. Dongs? No, wait, that's... Dongs? No. That's Korean. Um, I think it's like a yuan. I can't even spell China right now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's quickly um, wikipedia it. <laughs> we should just have like an episode that's all basically... Um, it's the... The renminbi. Bless you. 
Yeah. That's... Yes. Well, in regards to uh, Google Music, yes, Google China Music Search uh, was launched earlier this year, and they are selling uh, legal MP3 downloads. Huh. <laughs> All right. So iTunes is out. What's left? <laughs> um, the iPod. And well, yeah. the MacBook. I mean, um, the Final tablet Cut? meetings. <laughs> yeah, I think that there isn't anything left. <laughs> no, the, the tablet, Final Cut. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. We'll, we'll give you that then. <laughs> Two the iPod things touch. out of the entire company. Yeah. All right, we, we, uh, one of us should actually write to Schmidt and tell him to get back onto the board then because he, he's forgotten about Final Cut and, and the <laughs> other editing switch there. Yeah, he'll appreciate that. That Google should uh, find some way to compete with Final Cut. Yeah, why not? Well, that would actually be a neat idea to put a... Because I have seen... I don't know if it, Adobe's doing or somebody's doing um, kind of a web-based light video editing software um, in the cloud. That would be incredibly slow. I mean, I, I've used Photoshop online, and that's ridiculous. It's a, a Java and Flash-based um, application. Um, it needs to be localized. I mean, how are you supposed to edit terabytes with a video on the cloud? Have some very powerful servers, <laughs> but then again, they want to do online gaming through the cloud, so yeah. uh, you never know. It would actually be uh, really not too terribly difficult to do video editing on the cloud because most of it is you click the render button. Mm, good point. Right. Good point. Yes. And in fact, I'd rather be able to outsource that to a bunch of servers somewhere else than just sit there with my machine going super slow. Yeah, well, I video edited on my little MacBook, my little white MacBook. Oh, actually, no. Sometimes I will distribute it amongst the network that we've got here at home. We've got uh, three other Macs that I um, distribute on my rendering over, but still, it's very slow, especially when you're dealing with high-def 720p video. But if you could outsource that to, like, you know, 30 servers... But then you get to the bandwidth chokehold of your internet access speed. Well, I'm not, actually, in Australia, I'm not too worried about that because our ADSL2, we've got very fast internet. But the problem is, is as soon as we hit our data caps, we'll start getting charged for it. So I'll only be able to edit a three-minute show before I get charged $300 for excess <laughs> bandwidth. Oh, man. I so hope that doesn't take off more than it already is in the U.S. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain. <laughs> Because it's, it's weird. Everybody, they always say, oh, yeah, don't worry. The caps are high enough that you're not going to have to worry right now. Like 90% of our people aren't going to have to even reach the caps. But then uh, everything, everything on the web is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. Do, you, do you two know how much you're downloading per month? Nope. I would love to find out, though. But I, I have no idea. I can tell you, though, even just looking at my um, torrents, let's see, eight... Top Gear episodes, those are each around 500, and those were the last eight weeks. Eight Final Gear episodes, those are 350 each. Uh, let's see, the entire How I Met Your Mother, that's 17 gigs. Penn and Teller is 12 gigs. Burn Notice is 10 gigs. Connections, 14 gigs. Third Rock from the Sun is 24 gigs. Some of these have been on here a while, though. But Well, you download a lot. Well, I download the stuff that I can't... My torrent get on my torrent TV. folder so go ahead and well it's it's like a bunch of the the my torrent gear, folder is uh, about a hundred gigs right now <laughs> you leave mine in the dust 
Well, um, the this household at the moment has yeah, a limit of 110 gigs a month, and then anything over that we get shaped, and that's actually excessive, apparently, according to other people. I don't see it. I I, I could would be quite happily uh, be able to uh, download at least 300 gigs a month. Yeah, I mean, I just downloaded the ISOs of uh, Windows Seven. That's six gigs right there. Mm. But yeah, everything is going to so get when when did bigger. Uh, bigger. When did um, moving from uh, Eric Schmidt suddenly go on to uh, movie piracy? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> that that's what happens is things. I think I just my connections. How am I coming through over there? You're coming through fine. Yeah, absolutely fine on this side. Because you guys are barely making it through over here. Uh. Like I'm missing entire sections of the conversation. Oh dear. I don't know. Do you want me to well, hang up and see if we can recall again? Hang on. It, it may have cleared up, so let's keep going, and I might just have to drop out and call back in. All right. All right. All right. So what's next? Um, speaking of online stuff, Microsoft and Yahoo. Remember that whole fiasco? The, the mm. deal after deal after deal. Yep. On again, off again relationship. Yes. Well, it's on again enough that they actually um, – Struck a deal. Oh, so my God. I know. Uh, it's a 10-year... Sorry, sorry. Go. Does anyone care about it anymore? I mean, it's, if you have a look at... Their, their it, stocks have plummeted compared to when these deals were originally trying to be struck. Yeah. And, I mean, who uses Yahoo anymore? My dad. Aside from your dad. <laughs> That's all well, I know. Yahoo for searching or Yahoo for content? Yahoo for anything. I use it for content from time to time, especially for sports. Yeah. Sports, Yahoo was the place to go to. Um, they, they, had, they had the largest online game section. Mm-hmm. So they had tons of Flash games, basically. And most of their content isn't that bad. Like their news articles okay. and that, thing, that stuff. Searching, though, it's I've got the Google toolbar. That's all I need. Right. <laughs> but now, with this new deal, Yahoo searches would be routed through Bing. 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 Do you know the, well, uh, actually, the supposed acronym of Bing? Well, because it's not Google. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, I, I do have to say, I actually do like the Bing uh, search engine. The the algorithms that Microsoft are using for once, for the first time after their attempt at doing a, a proper search engine, for, for the first time they've actually been able to create an algorithm that works. I've, I've actually used Bing when Google hasn't been able to find me anything. Unfortunately, it finds exactly the same things as uh, Google, but it at least proves that they're it's able at to least as good. Google. Yeah, it's at least as good, and it's, som- it's sometimes nice and refreshing just to go onto a new search engine just to use it. And the other day, uh, Bing had boobies on the front page. What? <laughs> yeah, they certainly did. Um, uh, a lovely little picture of uh, two bare-breasted boobies. Oh, the blue-footed boobies. That's oh. the one. Yeah, I, one of my friends uh, MSN me, and they're like, Grum, Grum, check this out. There's boobies on Bing. Unfortunately, there weren't the boobies I was hoping they would be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The blue-footed boobies. That joke just keeps on going. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the tits to start turning up. <laughs> Did you actually hear about uh, Bing, though, with their uh, video search? Oh, I love their video search. It's it's like porn paradise. 
It was ridiculous. You go there, you search anything, and they'll just give you previews of everything. Who needs to go onto torrent sites anymore? Just go to Bing.com, switch off adult uh, safe search, and off you go. Okay, then. <laughs> Wait, you never knew that? There was a big hoopla about that. You could just search for porn on Bing, and then it would just pop up all the, the thumbnail things. And as soon I as did you, not know. As soon as you hover over a thumbnail, it starts playing. Huh. I did not know that. Oh, Dave. Now I do. Yep, I'm actually trying it right now, so um, hopefully this doesn't kill my bandwidth, but let's just see. Bing.com. Um, okay, I'm searching for furries. Oh, my God. Oh, why would you do that? Uh, I don't know, really. Furries versus Klingons. What? Oh, this stuff's brilliant. Okay, you guys are creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> furries can dance. I- Oh, yes. Oh, I wish I could turn off the sound because it's actually quite distracting. But, uh, yeah, when you mouse over it, these clips automatically play. There's no need to actually go into the sites themselves to watch furries stripping down in their underwear. Hello. <laughs> sorry. Well, focus. Oh, yeah. Focus. Oh, Come on. Sorry. 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 I thought we were taping an episode of Leap Fix. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Back to random access. Good to know, though, if I'm ever on Leap Fix, I know what to do. <laughs> That's right. That's that's how we cater to our um, fan base out there. We talk about furry porn. Right. You have a, a very interesting fan base. Maybe that's he why you guys did. work so well on Epic Default. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right, so what's Microsoft well, getting out of this deal? Um they get to use Yahoo as a search cover. Yeah, they get they get the the number the thousands of people who actually do use Yahoo as their default web page. They get the instant hits for them. Um, I believe they're sharing about eighty eight percent of their search revenue with Yahoo, which is a great deal for Yahoo themselves. And plus, they get the uh, joys of having a great search engine strapped onto them. I mean, if you remember, Yahoo once upon a time used Google as their um, uh, default search engine. This is a long time ago before Google um, snapped off and did their own thing, but um, we might actually see Yahoo get back into the uh, the game with Bing under the bonnet. Only time will tell. That will be interesting. You know, I just realized, like, I wonder, I'm thinking about it, like, the time before Google existed, like, what did I use for searching? I used Excite or uh, um, AltaVista. Dave, do you uh, remember? I had... Oh, God, it was, like, spider or something like that? Because it was something that would crawl the web? I remember uh, mine. Dogpile. Dogpile. Oh, that was Ooh. the multiple. That was the meta one that searched a whole bunch of search engines at once. Yep. Yep. I did and use Ask Jeeves for a little bit. I, well, I, Dogpile is actually still around as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's so different, but it's Dogpile. Jeez, I could search... You can search Google, Yahoo, Microsoft Live Search, and Ask all at the same time. Nice. Huh. Weird. That is weird. That used to be top dog in my book. (laughs) No pun intended. Maybe. Maybe not. (laughs) All right. What's next on the list? Study finds organic food no better than regular food. Oh, that's funny. Cool. Um, what, how exactly did they do this study? Because the last time I checked, regular food has pesticides and all that other gunk thrown onto it. Of course, 
um, chemically, organic versus normal food is going to be the same because they all pretty much are the same things. But I prefer my foods organic without pesticides and and hormones and all that other stuff. Oh, I, I think part of it's just what do you define as organic? Well, this was looking at nutritional-wise. The pesticides and environmental impacts were not tested, but just the nutritional value, it's the same. So you don't get any more of the good stuff, but you don't get the bad stuff. That makes sense. A so banana is a banana. This article is complete propaganda and just saying, like, yeah, there's no benefit to organic. It's, it's not any uh, more nutritious. Yes, Completely overlooking the pesticides and hormones. Granted, you know what they use for fertilizer for organic foods? I know this because uh, some of Kate's family are farmers out in um, Wisconsin, Mm. and they've gone organic. Mm. They use manure. Nice. Well, yes, Andy, that's the traditional (laughs) fertilizer. Did you not know this? Nope. Did you not know? Why do you think they used to, like, ship manure? I, I understand it now. And you, they, you, they, do you uh, remember in uh, uh, Back to the Future? Yes, Back to the Future makes so much more sense after I realized that. You, you <laughs> didn't realize that? Wow. Okay. Yeah, ma- manure's been a fertilizer for a long time. But they, they water it down and they use those giant water sprays to spray it all over the field. Yeah, well, it's full of nitrates. It's good for you. You should get some into you. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. That's what oh. we do in Australia. We, we, we eat manure. Right, right. When you're going yeah. out, isn't it like the, the Australian, you're required to spend like a week or two out in the bush for the Australian army or something when you're younger? Yeah, that's right. And we ride koalas and kangaroos. <laughs> okay, I can see riding a kangaroo, riding a koala. Now that takes skill. Oh, that's for the, the younger recruits out there. The, you know, the juniors. You, you have to we don't go want to past the koalas before you can get to the kangaroos. That's right. That's right. That's, that's your learner plates. Yeah, you got to be careful of those koalas, though, because they've uh, got chlamydia, and they're always drunk. Oh, shit. <laughs> the majority of the koala population is infected with chlamydia. They're, they're actually um, really randy buggers, but the problem is they're always drunk when they um, eat too many um, eucalyptus leaves, so they generally fall out of the, um, the trees after having a chlamydia <laughs> shag yeah i'm giving away too many australian secrets here now come down to uh, australia and pet our koalas they're they're safe <clears throat> oh man if i could afford the 1400 dollar plane ticket to australia and back i'd be all over it 1400 wow i can fly to la for about 900 australian dollars yeah but then you gotta get from la to detroit yeah i'll just hitch just hitchhike that's oh. safe right yeah, it's totally safe. Absolutely. Wait, I'll, I'll bring a kangaroo as well. <laughs> Try getting that through customs. <laughs> I love that. It's it's and my it's... it's my brother. Can't you? <laughs> oh yeah. Family resemblance. Oh. So that's my fire alarm. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> They were testing the it earlier today and uh, evidently are still testing it. I'm going to take uh, a quick look in the hallway just to make sure. Uh, Hang on one sec. Wow. Well, hopefully this is going to be the first podcast where someone's house actually starts burning down. Take that, Leah Laporte. <laughs> oh. I still remember actually listening to the episode where he was sitting on the ball and it exploded underneath him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was smoke. Classic. I'm fine. 
That's my okay. Ah, oh, that was actually disappointing. Then we were, we were trying to go for uh, the first podcast uh, where the podcast actually burns down as we record. <laughs> well, uh, the the nice thing about the apartment that I live in is that the walls are concrete. So even if one of the units is on fire, there's almost no way for the fire to spread beyond that room. And we just have to hope that your neighbors don't have anything explosive. Otherwise, um, that <laughs> might put a bit of dampener in things. That could cause a problem. Yeah. Speaking of podcasting, yeah, somebody won a patent about podcast. This is ridiculous. about podcasting. It's like, it's like trying to patent radio. What are they thinking? Well, I, I'm sure there actually was a patent on radio. There, yeah, there was a fight actually with Marconi and RCA actually over radio yeah. back in the day. Oh. I, I'm sure like that was a pretty cool technology. It, it had to be patented. Hmm. In fact, there were probably separate patents for AM and FM. Oh, sorry, not Marconi and RCA, Marconi and Tesla. Right. <laughs> back right. in uh, 1897. Yay, Tesla. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, but it's why like, wasn't this even knocked out in the first place? I, I don't know. It's uh, According to the press announcement, pattern number 7,568,213, titled Method for Providing Episodic Media, covers... The fundamental mechanisms of podcasting, including providing consumer subscription to a show, automatically downloading media to a computer, prioritizing downloads, providing users with status indication, deleting episodes, and synchronizing episodes to a portable media device. That's, yeah, that, that's podcasting. That also sounds like iTunes to me as well. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the point. If they're going to go after anyone for this, they're going to go after Apple and iTunes. Hmm. And, you know, they might just ask for some basically blood money from Apple and say, you know, pay us or we're going to sue you. And that'll be it. I doubt they're going to go after, you know, independent podcasters. Otherwise, we're just going to have to change our method of dis- distribution, um, perhaps tying the audio tapes to a pigeon and sending that out to our subscribers. No, I was thinking about embedding the audio in an image file. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That would be a really big image file, though. Yeah. It would be a huge... I mean, like, the image itself could be a pixel, but the file would just be enormous. Or a giant goatsy. Oh, God, no. Why would you do that to your listeners? <laughs> Why? Well, that's what we do at LateBix. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are crazy. All right, uh, so... We tried it. I figured out how to get around this. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. provide subscriptions to the show, and you don't allow them to automatically download the episode. So all you have to do is just, on your website, just basically turn off your RSS feed, post it to your website, tell people that it's up. They still have to go to the website and get it, but just don't make it automatic. Uh, Looks like it would avoid the patent. Yeah. It'd avoid the patent, but no one would listen to the show. I don't know how many people listen via uh, RSS for yourselves, but for Leapix, the majority of the people listen to that because our listeners are really lazy. They wouldn't go onto the website every week to listen. It's so easy with iTunes. I just plug in the iPod and poof, everything works. Hmm. According to FeedBurner, we have 41 subscribers, but I never, ever, ever trust that number. No, don't, because that's very easily, uh, you can easily manipulate that by sticking in um, stats from um, FriendFeed. Hmm. I never actually got used to, I tried FriendFeed, I think, once and never touched it again. Yeah, I don't use FriendFeed either. FriendFeed republishes my Twitter feed, and that's about it. Um, 
I think friend feed are where all the hardcore Twitterers have now left because they think Twitter's too big a playground, so they've gone and taken their ball and moved elsewhere. <laughs> you know, your Scobles and your Leah Laportes. <laughs> I don't think so, I've ever done friend feed. So everybody who enjoyed Twitter at the beginning decided that it's not cool enough now that it's popular, so they're leaving it? That's right, yeah. If you, if you oh, go on Laporte to, is still uh, on Twitter, and he's still active on Twitter. He is active on Twitter, but if you actually have a look at FriendFeed, he is a lot more active on FriendFeed, and he gets involved with the conversations as well. I mean, if uh, you, um, if you uh, were there for the infamous uh, Screw You, Mike Arrington um, event... Um, that happened. If you went onto the friend feed feed at that time, that thing was going like wildfire. That's where all the back channel chat happens is in friend feed. None of that was being discussed on to, uh, on Twitter until a couple of hours later. But if you wanted live stuff about that incident, friend feed was a place to go. Hmm. Hmm. Damn it! I don't want another channel to follow. Yeah, uh, there's I'm, too I'm many channels as Twitter. Is. Because, okay, you'd have to follow Facebook, you have to follow Twitter, you have friend feed, you'd have to. The news, the TV, it's. Well, friend feed would do all of them. I know, but it's still, that would just. It would add on top of what already exists. There is only a finite number of hours that I am able to stay awake during the day. (laughs) That's why people like me listen to podcasts so other people can pay attention to all this junk. Right. I started a podcast to keep on top of all of the junk. <laughs> yeah, no. see how well that's worked out. Mm. Well, we're keeping up with the news. Yep. That's right. We now know that organic uh, vegetables are exactly the same as non-organic vegetables. Non-organic vegetables. <laughs> like, when you say non-organic vegetables, I honestly picture, like, wax fruit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. that delicious it's got the same amount of vitamin d yeah that's that's what i meant that too although hey give me a wax vegetable and i'll eat Mm. have i mentioned your career along with my manure oh yeah people say that all the time while riding your koala while riding my koala just before i jump onto a kangaroo right right and then we're gonna go off and fight some stingrays i can't believe you completely circumnavigated the dingoes (laughs) ah No, no. A dingo has eaten my baby, and I'm quite upset about that. Oh. Oh. Speaking of news. Yeah, hey. (laughs) We're a Um, tech podcast, right? Yeah. That's right. Conference call with the uh, investors of Sony. They were talking about quarter one. The uh, CEO um, has said that the manufacturing of the PlayStation 3, the cost of it, has dropped by 70% since the very beginning. Really? Yeah. 70%. 70%. He said the cost reduction since we introduced the PS3 is very substantial and this is on schedule. He doesn't he say we won't disclose how much of the PS3, specifically the cost reduction was achieved during the past years, but that is on schedule. And when he was pressed, he said about 70% roughly speaking. Wow. So when it first started, it was about $800 to produce. 70% of that's $240. Yeah. So if the... Eighty gigabyte PS3 is four hundred dollars right now. They're making they're so, they're they're in Wii territory now. But the thing, what Sony is going to do, they're not going to lower the price of the PS3 any further. They're just going to shrink the PS3 down to a smaller edition and charge the same amount. Yep, just like the PS2. Mm-hmm. Now, will the uh, older versions of the PS3 come down? If the new model is the same price, 
the old models come down, yes? Uh, it'll probably come down until they run out of stock. And then as soon as they run out of stock, then they, they've got the new PS3 Slim version to rely on. Um, and they'll continue rip off the, uh, continue ripping off their customers with extorbitant yeah. prices. I mean, I still can't get around how expensive the PS3 is. I mean, yes, it has decreased in price, but when you've got... Uh, have a look at the, the 360, the arcade edition of that. That thing's cheap as. Well, yeah, it's 200 bucks for the arcade, isn't it? Right. The uh, calls are going out, by the way. At least one person's got it. How do you know this? Twitter. What? I'm not paying Aisha. attention to Twitter. <laughs> I just have it up here. What? Aisha got it. Really? Yep. Wow. That should be interesting to see. <laughs> uh... All right. I'm sorry. We were talking about the PS3. Yes. PS3 is bad. Expensive. Too big. <laughs> yes. It looks like there's two... So far, I guess somebody else got an Omega Knot. Now I feel like I should Checking just be searching thread. for Omega Knot on Twitter to see. Da, 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 da. Maybe. <laughs> now you've got me looking as well. I'm not even part of it. <laughs> yeah, it just it's, sucks it's you pretty in. Pretty bad, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Twitter search Omega. Lufthansa. Yep, four Luke minutes Monda ago. Got it. Just got it. Mm-hmm. That's it so far. So I'll just keep reload page every thirty seconds. Yep. Right, so what were we talking I about? Sorry. The, the PS3. I've got TweetDeck uh, searching for Omega Knot. See, I've never really... I need to start using an actual Twitter application because Twitter itself is not very... TweetDeck. Oh, tweet definitely TweetDeck. That, that, that has revolutionized how I use it, and that's how I can maintain um, having 2,000 people that I'm following just simply yeah. by using keywords and search terms, and you can slip people into groups. Uh, it's a lifesaver. I love it. And it's it's how I post RA podcast so quickly because now they have multi-user account. Ah, I just use uh, Super to post for RA podcast when I actually uh, publish the MP3. Yeah, no, I, I this is uh, TweetDeck is really where it's at. All right, I'll go try out TweetDeck. <laughs> um, okay, so DefCon happened. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. It did again. <laughs> And kind of funny is that the, uh, what was it, the Sahara Hotel or the, what, the Riviera, the Riviera Hotel where DEFCON was being held, it turns out there was a fake ATM machine there. Oops. Would that be a fake automatic teller machine machine? Yes, yes. a fake ATM. <laughs> Just like machine. it's the SAT test. Yep. <laughs> where you put in your PIN numbers. Right. Yeah. Don't tell me that you uh, you don't do this sort of thing in Australia. Well, put in fake ATMs. No, no, no. You have an ATM machine. Oh, no. We, we ridicule anyone who says ATM machine and PIN numbers and, and I need various to go other. to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I need to live there. You are yes, my people. <laughs> we try to ridicule anyone. I think that that's part of the uh, the national anthem. I'm sure it says there in one of the um, the third or fourth um, verses, "Thou shalt um, ridicule anyone." No, wait a minute, that's the American national. Anyway, <clears throat> I didn't even no, know that's my everyone's own. Everyone's below us. Come on, get with the times. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> Um, yes, yeah, so um, they put in a fake ATM there at the um, Riviera. Didn't hotel management notice that there was suddenly an ATM? Um, no, who's, who's going to notice? Of course not. This large machine just being wheeled in there. I also love how the the machine was placed in one of the few spots in the hotel where there was no security camera, 
which was yeah. right next to hotel security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that is redundant. But man, I wonder how long that's been there because that that's just the worst luck whatsoever. Put For the, the, the put scammers? The fake, yeah, it'd be hilarious if they put it like the week before and they're like, oh yes, there's a convention coming in. I have no idea what's going to make a fortune. Def, Defcon? What is that about? Maybe it's a bunch <laughs> of defense contractors or something. Yeah, or deaf people. Maybe, oh, you're right. It could be that. Right, right, deaf right. people who can't spell. <laughs> you don't need to spell because you're deaf. Yeah, right. And I can say that because they're not listening. <laughs> Ouch. Wait a minute. We don't do transcribed um, episodes of RA, do we? No, no. no I, I don't think the tech is there yet. Oh, good, good. Yeah, deaf people don't like you. What's Jeff Dunham made a quote about that? Taking a, a deaf person to a ventriloquist show is like taking a blind person to a magician. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, do you um, over there in America have much um, problems with credit card um, scams? Uh, the the oh, yeah. skimmers. Do you? Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's a pretty bad problem. I had already. I, Andy yeah. had shoes. Yeah. Someone Somebody tried to buy shoes off of my account. I could have figured out exactly where the shoes were getting shipped because they were getting shipped to Kalamazoo, and that's a, that was a two-hour drive for me at the time. So I'd have loved to figure out where they were getting shipped and actually like gone after them. But as soon as I told the company that I think somebody had used my credit card, they locked down all the information. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, it's so that other people can't get your number and say, I think someone's using my card, give me all my information. Mm. Well, that, that's smart enough. I mean, I've um, been a victim of identity theft three times here, but I think um, it's because I've hacked my accounts online. But uh, the first time, Visa actually called me up and asked me um, how I was able to make two in-shop transactions on both sides of the world because I was actually buying, I think I was buying a Wii game at the time, and right at that same time, someone was in um, Canada um, (laughs) buying petrol or something. And so that's not possible for that credit card to be in two places at once. Where are you right now? Oh, I'm here. Okay, we'll decline the other transaction. Thank you very much for shopping with Visa. See you later. Yes. But the, the second time they actually locked down all my accounts because um, they they said it's very unusual for someone to be scammed uh, twice in such a short period of time. Um, so they suggested that I was the thief and I had my funds locked down for two weeks until they can actually verify what I was doing, how I was going about my day-to-day life, etc. Ouch. Wow. And this is all my, all my bank accounts as well because they were all linked. Right. I seem to recall going on the CCST, Andy, and having someone's card start failing. I remember that. Didn't they say that's like one of a, one of their flags the is, a, is a bunch of gas stations in a direct line away go. from the location? Yes. Yeah, and we were using the same card as we drove out. That That's why every, before I CCST, I call up all my credit card companies and be like, yeah, I'm going to be going on a cross-country driving trip. <laughs> So don't cancel my cards if I'm in the middle of South Dakota or something because I'll need them to get gas. Yep. So DEFCON, yes. Um, DEFCON. We don't particularly say it's smart for anyone to try to scam any of those people. Did you hear about the guy at DEFCON who um, said it was possible to basically take over an airport and he uh, went through the whole process uh, without giving away all the important bits, just so was it the FCC or um, flight guys? 
No, it's uh, the oh, FTA. FTA, yes. Um, uh, he wanted everyone to know at DEFCON to get so that FTA would take him seriously because they weren't taking his calls. Oh, my. So instructed goodness. a whole bunch of hackers out there how to take over an airport. I thought you Americans were a bit worried about this terrorism thing. We, we are, ostensibly. I but mean, there, there's that whole freedom of information that with that First Amendment and such, right? Uh, freedom of no, First Amendment isn't freedom of information. Oh, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, uh, and that has been you know they they can revoke that in cases of national security. Really? Yeah, hmm. they they or can just ship Guantanamo Bay. Say that again. Or they can just ship you off to Guantanamo and um, yeah. you've got well, no rights that's, there. That's kind of the excuse. Is like, no, we're not violating their First Amendment or, in fact, any of their rights illegally. We're violating the rights, but it's not illegal because it's a, a matter of national security. So go to hell. Speaking of hell, GameStop has got two things in the news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Grum, what Tell do you guys do? Game do you guys Andy? have like a video game store down in Australia at all, or no? Uh, yes, we've got um, three main players over here. We've got uh, Electronics Boutique, EB, um, so followed GameStop. by Game Traders. Yep. Uh, we've got Game Traders, um, at least here in Perth, Western Australia, and we've also got Game. I think they're a UK company, perhaps. They're really called just Game? Just Game. Um, it's, wow. It looks just like uh, a GameStop Except purple. Who, purple? Yes, it's it's just it's a purple store with computer games. It's it's very ominous. Um, it's 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 weird. I, I just I don't feel comfortable walking into the place because it's just that purple. The staff are all happy and cheery, and they're talking to small children that walk in the door. It's not it's not a gaming place. It's a place where parents think is a gaming place. Hmm. I mean, the, the game around the corner for me, you walk past there and the walls are plastered with Wii Sports Resort posters. That's not a place where you buy games. Yeah, here in the U.S. you have GameStop or the big box stores. That's it. Dave, well, can you think of uh, anybody else? Yeah, there's a lot of little independent places, hobby shops. Like, get your game on out here in Ann Arbor. They sell games. Hmm. They even have launch parties sometimes. Really? Yes. So what's happening with GameStop there? Um, well, they're teaming up with Real Network to create a casual gaming store, so all those Flash-based games like Cake Mania and Feeding Frenzy and Mall Tycoon, Prison Tycoon, uh, Bakery Tycoon, Game Tycoon... <laughs> um, Television Tycoon, Radio Tycoon, I, I don't know, there's Tycoon Tycoon. Tycoon, tycoon. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing a bunch of those, so now you can, woo, more casual games, yay. And they're yay. changing their um, loyalty program. Well, they're, they're thinking about changing it. Before, it would just be a 10% off used games and accessories, and 10% more when you trade in a game. Now, um, you have those. You can get a special birthday surprise, including a personal shopping pass and uh, member-only deals like free and discounted strategy guides. And there's things like you can get 15 to 20% trade-in bonuses and a, uh, a personal shopper. 
um, a three-day really? free trial on previously owned games. So technically, you could just use GameStop as a renting place. Well, wait, you can already go to GameStop and buy a used game, and you've got seven days to return it. Yes. But I'm so guessing- is this an additional three, or is this like... Oh, sorry, you only have three now. Well, I'm guessing you have a three-day free trial, and then they might charge you. Maybe something like that. <laughs> okay, so they'll, they'll give you the game and say, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Pay us in three days' time. We'll be good. We, we yeah. can trust you. Right. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll trust you. You know, you, you're a, you're, you seem like a, a top guy here. You know, three days' time. I, I just enjoy the buy two, game, get one free on all previous, previously owned games and accessories. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Just like a permanent buy two, get one free. That would be interesting. But a per- what do you need a personal shopper for if you're going to GameStop? I want to know what they're talking about as far as personal shopper. Like, is one of the staff going to be next to you the entire time? I guess so. They're going to have to hire a lot more people. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind a personal shopper. Just someone to, to follow me around the GameStop well, they- and give me cups of coffee and maybe a foot rub. Uh, They don't do the coffee and foot rub, but they do that anyways. If you ask for help, they immediately latch onto you. Really? Here in Australia, none of the the staff just sit there and play Halo all day. No, I I go to a GameStop, I have to wait for someone to be free so that I can talk with them about the games and be like, so tell me about this, tell me about that. How do I do this? Which one's better? Of course, I usually know most of it, but it's fun putting them (laughs) in their faces. (laughs) You know so what you're talking about. For me, I just about. want to go straight in. Got to make sure that I just they want to go straight in about. and then straight out, and that that's it. That's my shopping experience. I don't. I don't need to speak to staff. I understand what games are. Well, actually, I don't, but they don't need to know that. And if I if I need to find out anything, I'll just ask someone on the internet. That's that's what it's for, aside from porn on Bing. <laughs> oh, Avenue Q. Come on, somebody must have gotten that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. What? Sorry, I'm I'm just distracted by my phone and its lack of ringing. Oh, ring, damn Angel. you, ring! Yeah, you shouldn't be looking at, at Twitter three have then. Been chosen now. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it looks see. like there's going to be a first female Omega Nort champion. <laughs> She's got to make it past round three first. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't call it the Lady Killer for nothing. Last year, they even tried to change it away from the Lady Killer. Still, no girl made it past round three. Oh, damn it. I heard the GSM noise in my ears, and I was all like, and then nothing happened. (laughs) Oh, wait, hang on. My phone's good. No, it's not. Oh, God, Andy, what would you do? I would answer the call. No, if I got the phone call. I would be your domestique like I was last time. Okay, I'm not well, your personal shopper. My personal shopper, right? Well, that's technically what I did. I did go and buy a PS3 for Dave, and then returned it 30 <laughs> days later. <Yep. laughs> uh, well, we needed to. There was a, a game announced called Calling All Cars. Neither of us had any experience with it, so we borrowed a PS3 from Walmart. Which is kind of funny because we weren't actually the first one to borrow that PS3. No. <laughs> <laughs> The Someone Blu-ray else had, disc was had borrowed it. Told, like they took the Blu-ray disc. So, did you actually get your money back after the thirty days, or store credit? Uh, money, money back. Wow. Yeah. I'm moving to America. Why? Why do you even need to buy anything? You just get everything on thirty day return policy. Oh man, you know, no, uh, and we, ovens. I went to a meetup with my my guild from World of Warcraft. 
uh, and the, the hotel was supposed to have wireless. They didn't. We drove to Walmart. We picked up a router. Two days later, we took it back. Wow. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. It's, it's absolute cheap. It's almost certainly illegal. I think <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's, that's, the return policy wow. says 30 days. That's why the, you always see those I restocking could, fees for all the, the cameras and stuff at Best Buy and everything. It's for those people who would go and buy the camera, use it for a couple of days, and then return it. Does that work for clothes? Because I could have new underwear every day of the year. Oh, God. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure that doesn't go for clothes. Oh. Because uh, I keep I wearing know. the same pair of jocks every day of the year, and it's starting to smell. Yeah. That's How are they even, like, staying together? Oh, it's like cardboard. You know, They're Australian. Very hard. <laughs> it's a kangaroo hard. <laughs> I mean, geez, Andy, really? Well, they're Australian. Speaking of the Omega Knot and video game competitions, there's a website out there now, which is legal in 39 states, that allows players to bet on their video game performance. Oh, that's cool. not going to blow up in anyone's faces. <laughs> wow, that's ridiculous. With the amount of cheating that occurs out there in online gaming these days? I, I guess so. I, you... You 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 both drop your money into there. They hold on to the. They're basically like a like a bookie. They'll take their little cut, and whoever wins, you they pay the winner after they verify the results. But I I enjoy video games, not enough to actually bet on them though. It's just oh really? <laughs> yes, I know we have a head to head competition. No, no, that's not what I was talking about. Now, granted, this is a different kind of bet because it wasn't about your skill in a video game. No, the Duke Nukem Forever doesn't count. It was video game. I, I'm not playing Duke Nukem Forever, especially since it doesn't seem It doesn't to be exist. Frick- <laughs> of course you're not playing it. <laughs> but, like, Dave, I'm sorry, but I would not bet you $10 on who would win a game of Civ Four. Ed, I'm sorry, but I would not do uh, that. I, I wouldn't bet on that either. Yeah. Civ <laughs> 4 is too unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But I guess some people can do that. Uh, in 39 states, does it say which states? Um, Arizona is one of the states that it's illegal. Um, I, I'm not sure what other states it says. Maybe their website says something. Uh, well, you Americans have everything. We don't have legalized online gaming here in um, Australia. It's, a, it's illegal to gamble online. So yeah, we just do it. Well, we we had uh, the mob kind of pushing to legalize certain things. Uh, oh, let me let me check the rules and see what they say. Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, we got another one. It looks like. <laughs> wow, this just <laughs> went from the worst day to the best in one phone call. Mister Sashlux from uh, oh sorry, Mrs. Ashlux, Rachel Kraft. So do we know how long how long it's going to be until all the phone calls have been made? Uh no, they they I, they keep calling till they have all of them. Yeah. Right. So sometimes it'll take like 3 hours, sometimes it'll take much more. I feel like how I just have the Twitter search up and then I just keep on refreshing the Omega Knot thread. <laughs> and then you just slowly watch the stuff disappear. And you <laughs> sad sad tears. Yeah. All right. Um, what's the, there's something about AP going crazy online, but uh, it's the AP. It goes crazy. Technically, you're not allowed to uh-huh. quote the AP 
and they'll have to charge you, but their system is broken because somebody tried to quote a Thomas Jefferson quote from like 1836 or something like that. Something that was, the it's government the owns it, so it's not domain. copyrighted. And the AP charged him. Oops. Yeah. Um, so we should probably hit the random topic. Yeah, we should. This one's gone on a little bit. Yeah. Um, All right. Which web comics will stay popular in the next few years, and what do you think will may emerge as a popular comic? Penny Arcade. No, it parentheses <laughs> aside from Penny Arcade and XKCD. Oh damn! Um, they know you too well, Dave. Yeah. Cl- well, gee, Andy, I wonder. <laughs> I don't think that was just me. <laughs> oh wow! Well, PvP is gonna is still popular and will probably stay popular. Um, well, I seem to be at a bit of a disadvantage because the only um, online comics I've been reading in my time has probably been Sexy Losers. Do you guys know about that? Sexy Losers? Oh, yeah. It's it's a rather adult uh, webcomic. Uh, they've been going on for about 10 years now. Uh, actually, yeah, they're coming up to their 10th anniversary. Um, uh, I, for the people out there, uh, it's it's definitely NSFW. You do not want to go to the site unless you enjoy reading stories about Bukake, if that's how you call it. Wow. Yeah. Whether or not it's going to be um, there for the next 10 years is... Mm. 10 years, but it's only on comic 253? Well, you know, it's a very slow progression. <laughs> um, <laughs> like one a month? <laughs> Um, oh, even more than it that. It would be like bi-weekly, twice a month. Yeah, I think the last couple of comics have been, I think there's been about six months in between each issue. I, I believe the artist is a bit busy. I, I don't think that one's going to make it for the uh, will become popular. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading a lot getting... of, of something called Sinfest, sinfest.net. It's also not safe for work necessarily, but most web comics aren't. Penny Arcade certainly no. isn't. No, no. But it's it's a a really well put together comic. I am gonna have to say questionable content. It's uh run by his uh it's actually uh five days a week now. Started out as a penny arcade Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing and then he actually was able to quit his actual job and just do the comic now. Hmm. I it's entertaining. It's a little bit more of kind of like a romantic comedy sort of comic with other stuff randomly thrown in. So there's also Cyanide and Happiness. I completely forgot about that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember reading that one. That one is creepy as hell. <laughs> and that's been going on for, well, I think since 2000. Um, and yeah. it's still going strong. That's an old one. What about... Um, what about... Con- let's see. Control-Alt-Delete? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not not so much. Yeah, I, I've tried reading Control Art Delete, and yeah, never worked for me. Now I'm a traditional comic reader. Um, I've never really been into the web comics themselves, unless they, they are creepy or sexy or something unusual. But uh, your typical uh, web comic, meh, not so much. Um, except for X XKCD, of course. But that's just a staple of any geek out there. But we're not allowed to talk about that now. Um. Yeah, uh, that's about all I got. I can't think of... Like, granted, I'm even trying to think of just, like, actual comics that I read. But I don't even read, like, the... don't I don't have a newspaper, so I don't read the, those Sunday comics anymore. So, 
Well, what about Dilbert? Is that still running? Maybe. I'm not sure. I remember hearing that uh, Dilbert actually, the guy who wrote Dilbert actually had some problem where he couldn't speak. But it wasn't a, he, uh, it wasn't like, he could speak at random times. So really? Like sometimes, was, yeah. He was, there was something about Dilbert and his speech pattern or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Scott Adams did um, Dilbert. Let me just uh, wiki Scott Adams. I swear I read something like that. Scott Adams. He looks fine to me. Um, he suf- He also suffers from spasmodic dysphonia, a condition that causes oh. the vocal cords to behave in an abnormal manner. Here we go. He recovered from the condition temporarily, but in July 2008 underwent surgery to rewire the nerve connections in his vocal cord. As of October, Adams reports that he has regained the ability to speak, though not yet to shout. Hmm. That's weird. He also suffered from focal dystonia. It affects muscles in part of it, causing an undesirable muscle contraction or twisting. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Not good. No. Uh, although last time I checked, you don't have to speak to create webcomics. No, you just have to draw. But if you have problems even drawing, that just sucks. Mm. Mm. Yeah, although I, looking at Dilbert.com, there are comics still being published. So maybe he's got a ghostwriter. So do you... <laughs> Is is the web comics literally the future of comics then? Because well, well, it's, uh, according to crap, it was some guy writing from NPR. Web comics are the uh, death of regular comics, but they have no future. Really? Yeah. Don't you? Didn't you read that? Maybe. Hang on. Let me see if I can pull it up. If Firefox decides to cooperate, really there we go. Uh, web- when they say comics, though, are we also talking um, graphic novels? Because I can't see them dying off anytime soon. Surely it might turn into a, an online thing. And I, I know Marvel, um, they're starting to digitize all their co- – well, they've already been digitizing their comics for a while, and they've been putting um, animations in there and um, voice acting as well. Um, so I think that's the next um, evolution of comics, but – that's completely different to webcomics. Webcomics is more of the replacement of the old Archie and um, Garfield comics that you used to see in the Sunday papers. Um, I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, look at Penny Arcade and how big that is at the moment. Right. Um, do you think that's going to disappear in the next decade or two decades? I don't. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've um, reached the end because it's been an hour yeah oh yes and he wants to go sit by his phone and cry well i'm still (laughs) sitting by the phone it's just it's now becoming very distracting just sitting there not (laughs) ringing all right uh grum i i think we mentioned it but if you'd like to plug anything uh yes you can catch me on late bix the leak bit bix pot jesus christ i'm still drunk you realize that folks um (laughs) it's been an hour I know, I know. It's been well, an hour and all, 20 minutes. <laughs> it has been an hour and 20 minutes, but I was drinking a lot. Plus, it is half past one in the morning. See what I do yeah. for the people out uh, out there on the internet land? You know, I sacrifice my sleep, my blood, my sweat, my tears for you people out there. So all I ask you know, is for if you, you would want it. <laughs> Dave, Go Dave um, got up before noon. I mean, if you wanted, Andy and I certainly could have done this at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, your time. No, no, well, I'm trying to be dramatic here. So I'm making the people home feel sad sad and sorry for me, so they'll go on to LeapBix.net and subscribe to the podcast and listen to myself and um, R.A. 
co-hosts of the past, Noodles and Kaza. Uh, oh, what's happened just then? Where? Uh, Dave just dropped off. <laughs> oh, Dave does that sometimes. Sometimes.